Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, should old people have slinkies put in instead of hip replacements in case they fall down the stairs again? <laughs> Hi, America! <laughs> Hello, Wells. No. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me start by introducing my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather has nothing against disabled people. She even has a sticker of one on her car. Welcome to the show, Heather. What? Welcome on board. More questions than answers. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle likes making love on a bed of nails, but she always wants to be on top. Welcome to the show, Michelle. This is Series 2. Speechless. We're both speechless. And I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that does not happen very often. 
<laughs> we are on episode 88. 88 is a curvy and rotund number that has never seen the inside of a gym. The only thing stopping 88 from going to the gym is in fact the door frame. In bingo, in Britain, 88 is called Two Fat Ladies. And you say clickety-click. Bit of bingo lingo there. There are more things associated with the number 88 than you could ever possibly imagine. My cup runneth over with facts for number 88. It takes Mercury 88 days to complete its orbit. One day on Mercury, though, is actually 1,408 hours long. On Earth, I believe we call that Monday. <laughs> Keeping yeah. with our space theme, according to the International Astronomical Union, there are 88 constellations of stars in the night sky that are viewable by groupings. 88 huh. groups of constellations. You're huh. a Scorpio, of course. Of course. I'm an Aries, Michelle. Virgo. Virgo, Nathan. Gemini. Gemini. We have a full house here. There are another... 84 constellations, if you wish to go and have a look for those. Of course, any joke about the dog star would not be funny because it's too serious. Oh, please. Sirius is the brightest star in the night sky. They are fun and fascinating facts for all of the family. Points now available in Chinese culture. 88, unlucky or lucky? Miss Morris. Lucky. I guess lucky. Nathan. Unlucky. No points for Nathan. 88 is a good fortune number since the word eight in Mandarin sounds similar to far, which means wealth. The 2008 Beijing Olympics was opened on the 8th of the 8th, 08 at 8 p.m. Wow. Just to reinforce that. <laughs> Donald Trump now has a new Chinese name, by the way. <laughs> Cha-ching. Oh. The number of keys on a piano is 88. I had a promising career as a pianist cut short because I was allergic to the ivory of the white keys and that left me in very sharp circumstances. My joke's going flat and always getting me into treble. (laughs) In Back to the Future, 88 miles an hour was the speed the DeLorean needed to travel to access the past or the future. What if the CIA invented dinosaurs to discourage time travel? Has anyone ever thought of that? These no. are the things that keep me awake at night. I have many things that pick and pull on my unconscious late at night. Stop me from getting to sleep. This is why I sleep like a starfish. This is very true. Things that keep me awake at night. Why do we have fluffy toilet seat covers? Why do hamsters smell of popcorn? And why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? I'm actually going to a time travel seminar two weeks ago. Two aces and a pair of eights is, of course, the dead man's hand in a game of poker. I don't always play poker, but when I do, I go all in. Heather doesn't even fold her laundry. And Michelle has a pair, if that helps. Remember, the game's not over until the rent money's all gone. Now, each week, I love to read out the mailbag. I love to read your messages, your comments on email or on Facebook. CF in Canada posted, I have Dark Matter Network on and I'm ready under my blanket with a flashlight and a Dairy Queen peanut buster parfait. (laughs) Want to share it with me, Heather? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, she he's actually, got the golden ticket, doesn't she? She actually yeah. has. She actually has a peanut allergy. Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> Are actually like cyanide pills to her, would you believe it? Wow. She can't look a nut roll in the eye. There, I swear. Wow. <laughs> we need to mix chocolate M&Ms with peanut M&Ms on next week's show and make her play Russian roulette live on air. You're this terrible. <gasps> Amanda, also in Canada, says, have a great show. Tanya, our regular listener in Australia, said after last week's show, it's awesome to live in Australia. I haven't come across a snake in a natural environment on any of the properties I've lived in. To date, it's quite safe to be here. Do you remember we had a story That's in Cryptozoological mm-hmm. last week about a spider oh. you could put a saddle on, riding around. It was in Queensland. Ginormous. So safe to live in Australia, other than the sharks, jellyfish, <laughs> spiders, and the things that climb up your bottom when you're swimming and make it hard for you to swallow. <laughs> you need to be as mental as anything to come from a land down under. Everything is in excess, and there are all kinds of dangerous animals living in caves, savage gardens, and by the side of highways. Wow. To hell! We only have a limited time <laughs> on Earth, so I'm going to steer clear of all of them. And if you've got all seven Australian song references in that sentence, give yourself a fantastic Aussie seven points. Cynthia in Minnesota posted another awesome show. I loved it. Kevin, who is now out of rehab, said, Great show. <laughs> He's a regular listener. Thank you, Kevin, for that. Jill and I were posted. I'm kind of hooked. Jonas in California said, Heather, reading of your last story on episode 85 had me rolling. You should have gotten at least two more points just for your reading. I hope to hear that again soon. I believe he's referring to what I would describe as the Daffy Duck voice if you Sylvester. recall. Sylvester. Mm-hmm. It was black and it was a cartoon character. I'm halfway there. Jonas, this makes you an enabler by the way. Yes. So Heather, what accent was that? Do we know? Does anyone know? Sylvester. It was the accent of Sylvester from Kinda. Sylvesterville. Sylvester and Tweety. I know and what Looney they Tunes. are. I get all of that. Yes. yes. You're running around half naked, porky pig in it as we speak. <laughs> 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 our good friend, our good friend Martin. Time to go to the liquor store. <laughs> we should have done that before the show started. Too late now. Our good friend Martin in New York posted, looking on Amazon for Adrian's mother's meditating snoring. <laughs> yes. Do you remember last week we yes. discussed how meditatory listening to my mother snoring in the room next door actually was, and we were going to put together some sort of meditation What's this we thing? CD. Well, that was my plan for the week. <laughs> but my week kind of got away from me a little bit. Zen and the power of Adrian's mother snoring. Now available on Amazon. Finally, Kevin in Britain. We're around the world today, aren't we? Canada, All around the world. America, oh, Australia, Britain. Kevin in Britain says of our spooky show that we did, did you put the willies up Michelle <laughs> and Heather? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, the answer to that is not since the order for protection. (laughs) The problem lies in the fact, Kevin, that they've stopped drinking all the things I was giving them. The sediment. The sediment at the bottom. Yeah. It's amazing that all those weird concoctions that I was giving them to drink during the course of the show was making their limbs feel sore. Can you believe... This show is now listened to in over 190 territories all over the world of 100,000 listeners every week. 
all over the world. Very fun. Truly Thank remarkable. You. If you wish to join the fun, if you wish to see the chat room, if you wish to look at all the stories we have for you tonight in glorious Technicolor and much, much more that we can't read out live on air due to the fact that we have a limited amount of time, you can go to our Facebook site. This is where most of the fun happens. You can go to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, where we have five and a half thousand Facebook followers on there, which are all the madness and all of the fun our shows are archived we're a week behind on our archives because dark matter digital network likes playing our shows during the course of the week but if you go to soundcloud and search for mqta radio you can find all of our shows of the last three years on there you can listen to them in the car you can listen to them while your wife is snoring in the bed next year you can listen to them while you're playing bingo while you're in the gym jogging and running next to the number 88 it's all there available for you we have a round that we do at the end of the show when we're off air we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called not for your mother that we can't read out live on air but it's on our archives a little gift an easter egg for you i believe they're called you'll find those things on there we're on itunes stitcher and tune in radio so you've got no excuse for not finding us and if you enjoy those shows do leave nice reviews for us or give us a thumbs up that always makes us feel happy we're on twitter you can access my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips where we currently have 88 thousand followers on there this is an 88 theme show isn't it it is i love it everything's happening on there if you remember we do go out on friday at 8 p.m central time on dark matter digital network if you wish to catch the show first and you're currently listening to this in the archives if you go to youtube there's outtakes there's me reading copies of my book completely for free if you search for adrian lee how to be a christian psychic or you're looking for more questions and answers you'll have some fun with that as well and again everything is free for you and remember my latest book mysterious midwest unwrapping urban legends and ghostly tales from the dead with a foreword by david ellefson of megadeth is now available as a solid copy and an ebook on amazon and all good bookshops and thank you to all of those people that have left fabulous reviews for me for that book over the last couple of weeks now last weekend we did an expo we're mm -hmm. so busy at the moment very we're all over the country yeah people wish to listen to our lectures we did a ghost lecture i did ghost hunting 102 uh -huh. and i played a lot of evidence and showed a lot of photographs and videos and audio from our investigations this summer a lot of the team the international paranormal society turned up to support me so thank you to all of those individuals i did two solid days of reading mm -hmm. this is the wellness health and psychic expo in mankato there will be another one in march it's rung by an organization called matrix media so if you search for that the dates are already posted and i will be there on those particular days in march what was your highlight of the weekend you love shopping don't you you love walking around seeing all the, all the rocks all the stones yes my highlight was signing up for hopefully we can make it if it works out signing up for drum making indian drum making that is fun that's we need awesome. to get that done it yes. is uh, make your own indian drum yeah you're it, animal from the muppets aren't you you're sat there yes can't before, wait to beat my drum can i tell our listeners what we do before the show starts can i give them an insight into oh, the madness boy. of these more questions <laughs> michelle's laughing more questions than answers go on then before we're due to be on air uh -huh. about 10 minutes before we go on if anyone calls me 
or calls the studio 10 minutes beforehand. We play the loudest music in the studio. Yes. We play everything. We play awesome. ACDC. We play Hungry Like the Wolf, Duran yeah. Duran, all the 80s hits. We uh-huh. play rock music. We blast it out. Yes. It's a soundproof studio. Uh-huh. We blast this out and we dance. What did we do tonight? We did something a bit different, didn't we? It was a bit buble tonight. We played a bit of swing, didn't we? <laughs> we, did. we had a bit of Frank Sinatra. So fun. Yes. We was all singing to Fever. Yes. That was a joy. Yep. This is why I'm sweating. This is why I'm out of breath. Fever. Mm. I know. I lose my voice. I'm singing Hungry Like the Wolf at the top of my lungs. And then we've got two minutes to go. And I'm thinking, hang on a second. I can't breathe. I need a lie down and some oxygen. We have a show. It is more questions than answers. The first round is Ghosts and Hauntings. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? I have a Thai man has married... His pet snake, believing it to be his dead girlfriend. Nice. He must have a really high opinion of his dead girlfriend. How are you cuddling? (laughs) It's got no arms. (laughs) To be fair, she's not going to be buying as many shoes, is she? That's true. That's very true. She's not going to get her hair done either, I might add. See? Two bonuses. Already he's saving money. He now spends most of his time with a 10-foot-long snake watching TV together sharing romantic picnics by the lake and playing board games and going to the gym. I don't know. Don't ask me. Everything was going really well until he brought the mongoose into the house. Oh, (laughs) the man who lost his girlfriend five years ago believes in Buddhist theory that people are reincarnated into animals after they die. Speaking to the Daily Mirror, Warren Nen, Sarah Salen, from Kanchanaberry in Thailand, God, who wow. sent in the pictures. Wow. Yes. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Going there for my holidays this year. <laughs> Said he looks after the snake very well and that true love is true love. <laughs> oh, Here we go. Christ, we're not more than 15 minutes in. <laughs> it's 21 minutes. Yeah, I'm so. There we go. Everyone around the world have a drink. We're going to be drunk by the end of the night. I'm glad you told me where this was in Thailand because I'd have been struggling. Anywhere around the Pacific Rim. Oh, the word rim apparently did it for Michelle again. Are we getting another one? She can't breathe. She's gone blue. Oh, no. He said he never stays away from the snake. He takes it everywhere. He goes even while he's sleeping. The man is well known in the area because of his relationship with a 10-foot-long cobra. Earlier (gasps) this year, in a separate incident, a seven-year-old boy in a rural Indian village in the state of Jakand was forced to marry a female dog to ward off evil spirits as his horoscope predicted his first wife would die at a young age. So he's getting the dog to die first so he can then go on and marry. That's right. What does the dog think about that? Has he been interviewed? I don't know. It's rough. There are. (laughs) (laughs) More questions than answers. I'm going to give you points for that now, Rabbi. What do you think you deserve? Ten. (laughs) 
And that's why I'm in charge of point scoring. You're on two for two small stories. Snakes and dogs. I'm glad we didn't get an Indian accent. We'd have been taken off air. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? A mom says she's too spooked to sleep after snapping a picture of two ghost soldiers spying on her son. Charlotte Harding... 30, has been left terrified after making the terrifying discovery in a snapshot of four-year-old Ethan taken on the site of a historic battle that caused a nearby river to run red with blood. Charlotte from Cardiff, South Wales, said, The majority of people who have seen the photo think it's two soldiers in Civil War uniforms, like two men talking together. I can see it, too. I also think one might have blood coming down from his head. I was very spooked out when I got home, only because my child is playing there, so the mother side of me is reacting. If I was on my own, I wouldn't have been as bothered. I've not been sleeping properly since, and I'm really spooked out. It's got my senses going haywire, and I'm hearing noises and wondering, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) At least we didn't get a whole sentence of that. Yeah. (laughs) I think there's definitely something there, something paranormal, because it was so natural, it was like we caught them off guard. If there was something in the bushes, I would have seen it straight away, as it's quite clear. There was nothing there at all. Charlotte had visited St. Fagan's National History Museum in Cardiff last month with her two boys, Harrison Four and Ethan Two. Harrison Ford? Yeah! Nice! It is situated on the site of the Battle of St. Fagan's. The clash took place on May 8, 1648, during the Second English Civil War, between a rebellion of former parliamentarian soldiers, angry over pay, and a detachment from the parliamentary New Model Army, involving 7,500 infantry and 500 cavalry, in which 200 or more lost their lives, the rebellion was crushed by a well-disciplined new model army. Legend has it that the river Ely ran red with blood following the battle. Charlotte added, We had gone there for a family day out with some friends, and I was taking pictures, and I thought I would blog to post it. I had an eerie feeling, but it was only a passing thought. We had a lovely day. However, the kids were spooked out by one house which is really close to the place where I took the picture, but I didn't know why. In the bushes where the figures appear, no one was able to walk there. There was nothing blue behind there at all. While the pictures have left Charlotte freaked out, they have not put her off returning to the spot. Charlotte said, I have considered going back there to reenact it and show there was nothing blue there. I have only spotted it when I arrived home. I wished I spotted it early as I would have investigated to see what was there. I'm supposed to go back in November for stargazing, but I'm a bit spooked out as it will be at night. I saw this photograph. Uh-huh. Now, the problem is that people think that you're going to put apps on now to put ghosts into haunted places. Right. So people mm-hmm. on Facebook, yeah. you are welcome to see this. If you go to Facebook, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee, you will see the ghostly picture, the Civil War ghost in the bushes in shades of blue. Now, I've actually taken a photograph during the Civil War. This is the 1660s, 1640s, sorry, 1650s. I think this was 1648. I've been to the Battle of Naseby. I've spoken about this on the show before. One of the key battles of the English Civil War at the Battle of Naseby, Northamptonshire. One in three people died in the whole of Britain due to the Civil War. This was a huge loss of life. And, of course, King Charles I had his head cut off. King Charles II was exiled and then came back and had another go. And I think he had his head cut off as well. So it didn't go very well there for father 
and son. But I've seen the photograph. I've taken pictures at the Battle of Naseby where I've seen a ghost appear in full armour with a breastplate and one of those hats on that they had, the round heads. I've actually, and he's got a pike in his hand to fight against horseback. How do you fight with fish? Oh. <laughs> I was just curious. You've never seen Monty Python where they're slapping each other yeah. around the face with big fish? One of the key weapons of the English Civil War was fish. What's wrong with you? This entire battalions of mackerel coming at you. You've really got to know where your haddock is in times of battle. If you can't fill it, a pike, you know, just on the battlefield in the dark with the, with your eyes closed, then you've got all kinds of problems. But I have taken very, I've taken pictures before apps were even inv- invented of ghosts that look like this. But you can judge for yourself. Do you think it's an app? What do you think? I haven't seen the picture. It's blue. And one thing I will say is that cameras, digital cameras, have UV filters on them. You can get lenses on the front, which are UV filters, and they block out rainbows and spectrums that come out of, you know, ponds and where the light is fragmented. And UV filters often leave a blue streak or a blue marking through the picture. And, of course, a laser has to shoot out from the camera to show the depth of focus. So when you press the shutter, a little blue laser can shoot out or a green laser can shoot out just to measure the field of distance so it can focus itself. So it can be all manner of things. But I have taken pictures of ghosts on battlefields that look very similar with no apps involved. So I'm willing to give the lady the benefit of the doubt. But if you think that's bunk, then you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee, and you can comment for yourself. Michelle, I shall give you two glorious, resplendent fishy points. (laughs) Some people go to great lengths to avoid ghosts, from calling exorcists to outright moving. But for brave souls looking to take a little risk, one historic home notorious for ghouls is offering to bring them right to your doorstep, at least in potted form. The Dr. Best House, a medical museum in Middleborough, New York, a 132-year-old property that once served as the family home and medical office, is offering potentially possessed plants from its grounds. The property's employees will send a plant to your home or office for free, provided you're a New York resident and download the handy home service app. The relationship between plants and spirits is well documented, with possessed trees and shrubs being reported through the centuries, according to a press release that details the bone-chilling offer. Ever had possessed wood, Nathan? No. What about roots, then? Do you not Can think we get one, please? A possessed plant? Mm-hmm. We could certainly try. You're going to keep it in your house? No, here. I wonder, we could have it on the table in front of us. There are no windows in this room, so instantly there's going to be a lack of UV light, so we're going to need some sort of lamp in here at some point. But I was thinking, do you remember in the Bible where Moses talks to the burning bush? Mm -hmm. I wonder if that was classed as a bush that could be possessed. Do you see what I mean? I've never heard of trees and bushes being possessed. Have you heard of such things? No. A shrubbery? I find this remarkable. (laughs) Because plants are alive but less sentient than animals and humans, they provide the perfect environment for a ghost to occupy without having to battle with any stronger form of consciousness. More often than not, ghosts and demonic entities possess plants as a mean of either hiding or haunting humans. Or salad dressing bottles. Mm -hmm. Uh Heather's haunted by plants she's killed over the years. 
You, you be ha- nice. How many plants <laughs> do you think you've killed over the years? I mean, it must run into hundreds. Do they appear at the bottom of your bed in the middle of the night, just quivering? There's well, a plant, just a yucca plant, just looking at you in a ghostly form with a glow around it. The recent you death. You should have watered me. The recent death was an air plant, and I'm not quite sure you killed an air plant I respect you so much for admitting that (laughs) did you give it too much air or was it not enough no air no air I'm really not sure how it happened the only person ever to kill the only thing you had to do was to give it air And it still died. I'm, How's that even possible? I'm not even joking. Sure, it's, I know. It's, it's carcasses sitting in the bathroom. That's a sh- Well, if you put it in the bathroom, no wonder it's getting a lack of air. That's a shocking to do. Imagine being followed around. I urinated when I was at art college on an aspidistra when I was drunk and that died. I could be haunted by the aspidistra I urinated on back in 1989. It could be stalking me, Uh following me everywhere would be terrible. There's no guarantee that these plants will come with a ghost, but if they do, Handy promises to provide a 10% discount on cleaning for a year, provided there is compelling evidence for the haunting. Osin Hanrahan, Handy's co-founder and CEO, said the plants from the historic home would make the perfect decoration this year. Can you imagine giving your mother-in-law a haunted plant? Even though we cannot guarantee potted poltergeists will appear, there is no doubt that having one of these plants in your house will boost the fear factor significantly, he stated in a release. (laughs) Spider plants with real spiders. Ghost peppers with real ghosts. I think I might pass on the rubber plant, to be honest. This offer is subject... To the plant's availability. Apparently, the Pussy Willow sold out two weeks ago. I shall give myself points. I'm now on a very sturdy four points because I've put potting compost down and I've treaded in very well. I'm going to squeeze in one more story in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings because, to be quite honest, I've not won for several weeks now. And I need the points. There's reasons for that. Casey Batchelor <laughs> claims my philanthropy knows no bounds. <laughs> Casey Batchelor never said that. I said that. <laughs> Casey Batchelor, I've never met the woman. I don't know. She may think that I have a very philanthropic nature. She may think I'm very giving. Give freely and you shall receive freely. This okay. is where we're going. Casey Batchelor claims she was slapped by a ghost who was angry that she was in bed. The 32-year-old glamour model... We know what that revealed that she'd gone to a manor house to celebrate with a partner when she suddenly felt like she was being touched by a man as she slept. Our room was huge and the bed was massive. You could fit about five people in it. How How would she she know? know that? It's because I sleep like a starfish. We were back after dinner. I had gone to bed and had a very weird feeling. I felt like I'd been touched and I looked up and saw the figure of a man wearing an old-fashioned white tennis outfit, walking away from me. What? What? I thought I must be dreaming, so I went back to sleep. (laughs) But then I woke up again, and he was standing there in the same outfit. He said to me, move over, and slapped my face. I felt my face snap to the side, and I closed my eyes. The next morning I woke up, and my partner and I were squashed against one side of this enormous bed, even though there was so much room. The next morning, Casey was shocked to discover 
that she had been haunted by the ghost of the home's previous owner. Uh-huh. When we checked out, I told the host I had some really weird encounters in the night before. She told me there had been sightings of people who had lived there years ago in tennis outfits because they liked playing the sport. If you wish to see the ghoulish tennis player playing a love game and looking for new balls, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee, where everything will be presented to you, Miss Morris. Is it fair to say he was looking for love? I thought that was good. That was good. I thought so. This isn't a democracy. I'm running an autonomous dictatorship. It's no good if you two agree. I'm in charge of points. Did you get it? Love, tennis? I did. I actually actually cracked that joke. Let me find that story again. Because the last thing I said was he was looking for a love game and new balls. I've cracked that joke. I don't know what that means. No, I will show you. In Dairy Queen after the show is finished. We move into the round that is UFOs and crypto. Zoology, if you're sitting in your tennis court looking up at the stars late at night with a laser pen in your hand or you're wishing to play a game with a Sasquatch, this is the round for you. It's Green Men and Hairy Beasties. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Well, I have a man who is keeping vigil for Siberia's Labancure devil. What are we looking at? Some sort of animal here? I think so. Audrey Selanyev was braving the freezing temperatures in his quest to locate Siberia's own Loch Ness monster, and he's been Ooh. doing it for weeks and weeks. Are we going to get a Russian accent at some point? Maybe. One of Russia's most remote and mysterious bodies of water, Labankir Lake, has been long associated with sightings of a strange creature which is said to lurk in its freezing depths. Slanyev, who had to walk 10 days straight just to reach the lake, has been keeping watch over its murky waters through Siberia's bitter winter weather in the hope of catching a glimpse of what has been known in the region as the Labankir Devil. Loch Nesky. Oh, uh-huh. see what I did? Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. Good oh, times. Two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. When the ice oh. was still not completely frozen, uh-huh. some dark creatures swam out of the lake. <laughs> Only Professor Hans Zarkov, formerly of NASA, has provided any explanation. <laughs> but I couldn't identify it. <laughs> I'm a Russian for the toilet. (laughs) Hang on, I must go. (laughs) Oh, no, you didn't. Some strange things. (laughs) We're happening here. (laughs) Michelle's dying. She's laying on the floor. Look at her. Like in September. <laughs> when I said very robust needs and they were torn to shreds. <laughs> what region of Russia is this? Where are we? This is more Ukrainian, surely. Like I could never imagine. <laughs> Mr. Bond! <laughs> I saw huge meters in diameter holes in these meats. 
Is anyone listening to the content? I was actually at one point wanting to find out what was there. It definitely wasn't done by a fish. It wasn't done. No, they were using those during the Civil War to hit one another. Even a pike couldn't bite through these. Of course it couldn't, no. Stories of the Labanker devil first emerged from the region back in the 19th century, prompting several investigations and numerous reports of mysterious denizen in the lake. In the lake. The things we're doing for Anglo-American-Russian relations here is incredible. Absolutely incredible. To date, however, no conclusive evidence of the creature has ever been Been found. found. I wouldn't want to sit by the Hmm. side of that lake. It took 10 days to walk there. You know Siberia's cold. Oh, God. He sat by the side of the lake. Nine. And the only thing he's seen... Is vodka. Is vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Absolutely shocking. Wow. I've got to give points for that, have I? Ten. Ten. (laughs) You'll get ten. Okay, I'll give you ten. Ten. There we go. You're now on 12 points. Resplendent. Yay. Niet. No, it's niet, isn't it? Niet. Yes, it's niet. I'm glad we're getting there. This is a joy, isn't it? Learn Russian. Rosetta Stone Russian. Lesson, <laughs> lesson, lesson one. I've seen the monster. <laughs> Mr. Bond. That's all you need. That is all you need, apparently. UFOs and cryptozoology, would you believe? Conspiracy theorists have found what they believe to be an alien doorway on the surface of Mercury, which of course only has 88 days. In its year, the rectangular-shaped object was spotted on satellite imagery by UFO Sightings Daily, who claimed it showed proof of an entrance on the planet. Talking over the clip, they say Mercury has been rarely spoken about by the space agencies. That's because it's too bloody hot, that's why. There's been a question of whether there is a reason why planets like Mercury are rarely spoken about, and that may be because they don't want anyone to draw attention to them. They point out that the rectangular shape appears to be out on its own, with no similar shapes nearby. But as he further examines the image, he offers an alternative theory to the doorway idea. It became clear to me that this is not an entrance at all. In fact, it's something much more magnificent. An exit, maybe? Ah. This big black rectangle, this is a shadow. So then you ask, where's the shadow coming from? And what is casting such a large, long shadow? And that, my friends, is the large rectangular object, monolith-looking structure towering up above the surface it's a bit 2001 space odyssey this isn't mm-hmm. it there'll be a monkey somewhere beating another monkey with a bone viewers were divided <laughs> that's wyoming viewers were divided <laughs> over the video with one writing it looks like an electrical discharge from something another simply said that's a shadow on mercury not a doorway closer to the sun of course the more impressive the shadow right Sure. You would think. Mm-hmm. If you wish to go to Mercury and open the door, you need oven gloves. But you can <laughs> see that contraption on Mercury if you visit our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? An unnerving video claims to show a burning UFO soaring through the sky above Lima, the capital city of Peru. Are we going to get a Peruvian accent? 
Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to think about it because she's going to wonder how they speak. I can't compete with Heather. i got to get my no, own no, bit. No, no one can compete with that. No. Paddington Bear comes mm. from Peru, of course. Not that I'm suggesting you do a Paddington Bear impression, but he is from Peru. The slow-moving ball of orange light can be seen flying through this dark sky in an eerie clip before disappearing suddenly and without a trace. Locals were reportedly baffled by the unexpected sighting, which one resident managed to film and upload to YouTube. And many conspiracy theorists believe that the lights indicate that an alien invasion is imminent. Oh no, mm -hmm. I should have better prepared. With oh. one viewer claiming that the orange orb is a burning UFO. If it's burning, that's not ideal for an alien, is it really? No. You, you, if you're in a UFO and you're piloting your UFO by the power of thought, with your other... oh, the, by the power of Thor. <laughs> by the power of Thor. <laughs> by the power of Grayskull. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if all the aliens came down and said that He-Man was in fact exactly how it was on their planet? What about She-Ra? By the power of Grayskull. They managed to go through the air and across vast galaxies without the aid of nuclear fuels God. or fossil fuels. By purely the power of Grayskull. See? It works. There was nothing more homoerotic than that, was there, to be honest. Looking back at that now, the 1980s, that cartoon, that was very homoerotic, wasn't it? Skeletor. I, I don't know about that. I was thinking of He-Man. He looked like a load of walnuts stuffed into a condom, to be honest, and he's wearing very little. It's all a bit kind of, you know, homoerotic in places. I appreciated bit, it at eight. A little bit... Ca well, I'm not surprised if there's lots of naked men. It's a cartoon! <laughs> at What's eight? wrong with you? A cartoon! And... I'd do Wilma, but I'd be thinking of Betty. Wow. Nathan fancied Bugs Bunny when she was dressed as a woman in the shower and had to pull the curtain across and screamed. <laughs> I know where we are. The Peruvian capital is known for its alien encounters, and the Star reports that this wasn't the only unusual sighting to happen around the same time. In other parts of the South American country, stunned residents reportedly also spotted strange lights in the sky, sparking fears that a fleet of UFOs are heading to invade Peru. Why would they invade Peru? I mean, I have nothing have against no Peru. Of all the countries to pick around the world, you don't think to yourself, hang on a second, we need to get into Peru. I just thought I'd share that with you. I mean, mm. Lima must be a very nice place. I'm sure the air is very clean. They have beans. The They're like llamas. Llamas, this is no stereotypes then, but we're talking about Peru and you're going with beans and llamas, are you? <laughs> I apologise to all of our friends listening in Peru. If you wish to explore that more and talk Tell to us. Tell me they don't. Well, they don't have llamas. It's or true. beans. I'm sure they have both in abundance. See? Okay. <laughs> if you wish to write to Heather Morris, you're more than welcome to do so. Send She's available. Beans. Available on Facebook. If you wish to, we're going we're gonna to get mugged by the Legomis brothers. It's going to be terrible. Beano. <laughs> Whoa, Beano. Fantastic. There is, however, another more plausible explanation for the supernatural sightings. Other than the theory that the light was a downed UFO crashing to Earth, some have suggested that the UFOs were actually high-altitude balloons launched by Google. Oh, mm -hmm. Google. The firm's Project Loon scheme aims to bring Internet access to remote areas, which could explain the multiple sightings over Peru. 
The news comes after conspiracy theorists warn that the end of the world is nigh and that the apocalypse is being heralded by trumpets of doom inspired by Donald Trump's sensational election. Trumpets of doom. And last week, the same UFO hunters claimed that they had found a bizarre proof that life is out there. And we did a story on this in the form of a woman's body on the surface of Mars. With a shoe missing. With the dress over her head and she'd fallen off the sofa. Yes. We do recall. That yeah, is there. Cinderella. Inglorious technical. If you mm-hmm. wish to see the woman drunk, lying on the surface of Mars. Yeah. Can you imagine waking up and thinking, how did I get here? I've done it. I know. It's better than my dad waking up drunk and wondering why he's got a ribbon around his testicles. <laughs> <laughs> If you have no idea what I'm talking about, then you've only got yourself to blame. You should have been listening to our show two months ago. Miss Morris, you need the points. This is the round of UFOs and cryptozoology with Insulted Peru. We've been around the world. We've had the Loch Nessky monster. Uh You ready? I was born ready. Solar boys become paralyzed after sunset. I know, right? Solar Solar boys. Two young boys in Pakistan, so that's where we're going now. To be fair, all your accents sound like Pakistan. <laughs> you've actually, you've actually won the motherload there, haven't the you? Home country, <laughs> yay! Motherland, home run. <laughs> well, they've literally powered down after the sun sets and can only move during the day. So, thirteen-year-old Sheobib Ahmed and nine-year-old Abdul Rashid suffer from an affliction so peculiar that there are no other known cases of the condition anywhere in the world. During the day, the boys are perfectly healthy and can run around, play outside, and do all the other things that children their age enjoy doing. But when the sun goes down, however, both of them become completely paralyzed and they are totally unable to move or speak again until the first rays of sunshine stream in the next morning. So they can't do any chores? No tidying of the room, no no washing up. I see where we're going. Uh The pair have been under observation by doctors at the hospital in Islamabad, where efforts have been underway to determine exactly what is causing their unique symptoms. One theory, the sunlight itself is keeping them going, has been ruled out, as it was found that the boys are able to function just fine in the pitch black room in the middle of the day. We took this case as a challenge, said Professor Javid Akram. Our doctors are doing medical tests to determine what these kids remain active during the day, but cannot open their eyes. It's Why amazing that Dr. Talk? Akram has a really good American Midwest accent, isn't it? He almost sounds like he comes from Minnesota. Would you like me to read it in the appropriate accent? No, of I, wanna, the I want to understand it. <laughs> That's the key. This is meant to be fun and informative. Well, then. Our doctors are doing medical tests to determine why these kids remain active in the day but cannot open their eyes, why they cannot talk or eat when the sun goes down. The sun goes down. Living it up, living it up. So that's They need to go and live in Iceland. They'd have six months of constant sun, and then for six months of the year, they'd just be sat there. They'd miss Christmas. They'd yeah. miss Thanksgiving. Yeah. They should be propped up in the corner. I did think that was rather bizarre, though. Two boys having the same affliction from the same area. And I think that's got to be mental, isn't it? That's a mental affliction. That can't be anything that's physical. Is it physical. catchy? I hope not. 
I'm hoping so. You don't want to do anything. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. You only come out at night. You work in the shadows. The lead and hungry type. They are. <laughs> Miss Morris works in the shadows. I do. I prefer the night. The sunlight burns her eyes. It does. It gives me migraine. It gives you migraine. You walk around with dark shades on. I, all day. It's like Ray Charles walking around. <laughs> it's terrible. Everybody do the mess around. I sensitive eyes. I should give you points. You're now on Fourteen. I am on four. Michelle wow. is also on four. We need to claw some points back, Michelle. Mm-hmm. She's raced into a lead with terrible Russian accents, which is uh, a terrible thing in many respects. Russian ahead. I get it. I like it. I do too. It's no good agreeing. <laughs> Of course, the, the other the women in the room are going to club together and agree. I've been on this planet long enough to know what takes place. I'm fully aware. Not on my show. We move into the round that is strange and bizarre. Archaeologists have uncovered the skeleton of a medieval giantess, a woman seven foot two inches tall nice. the mysterious 12th century remains were discovered buried close to a church on an island called Ostral Ledniki in Poland and more than two meters tall she also had one of the largest ever skulls to be dug up a giant is classified as someone who is not just very tall but also has a greater girth Mm. Please insert your joke now. The condition which was diagnosed in the 19th century is usually first noticed in children and is caused by a non-cancerous tumour of the pituitary gland that creates too much growth hormone. Researchers analysing what's left of the woman's skeleton claim she lived a short life full of traumatic injuries and disease. Hmm. A giant living a short life. That's an oxymoron, right? Yeah. The giantess suffered from a rare condition involving overproduction of growth hormone from the pituitary gland that makes the bones of the head particularly large. I think this is what Charlie Brown had. I really think this is where we're going with the peanuts thing. Her spine also showed evidence of degenerative joint disease, probably as a result of her immense height and body weight. She also displayed evidence of a broken arm and leg at some point in her life, possibly as a result of having weak bones and small nodes on her ribs, suggesting she suffered from the lung inflammation condition, pleurisy. The positioning of her burial in the cemetery is also curious. While all other bodies' heads were buried facing west, hers faced east. Both her arms were also bent rather than fully extended. The skeleton is estimated to date from between the 12th and 14th centuries. It was first discovered in 1977, but details have just been released in a brand new book. In it, author Magda Maczak writes, the unusual burial orientation, disposal of the body without care, and lack of grave goods may indicate that the woman belonged to a lower social stratum. We know that it is hazardous to speculate about the emotional state of a past individual when we have only her bones to guide us with and the baseball they buried her with as well other strange finds at the cemetery include a dwarf and a woman with leprosy that's a great day a great day for a grave digger isn't it fantastic i've got a dwarf today i could be home by lunchtime i could be at home i could be watching all of my tv shows that makes up for last week when i had to bury the giant i didn't get home till after nine o'clock and i couldn't move the next morning i miss celebrity housewives 
and everything. Such is the lot of a 19th century Polish gravedigger in Britain. We call that swings and roundabouts. I shall give myself six giant girth stretching <laughs> points. It's too soon. How could you? Too soon. To joke about that is too soon. To joke about what? I feel bad for her. For the giant oh, and the little Oh, 12th century. It's too dwarf. soon. 12th century. Yeah. 800 years. Uh-huh. Too soon. Yeah. Okay. I'm I don't know what to now. say. It's Poland. You're mm-hmm. sad now that they had to bury a tall. Yeah. I think the gravedigger was off by lunch. It was probably the best day of his life. Can you imagine the day he had to bury the giant? The work that goes into that. But the dwarf, half a day off work. Swings and roundabouts. I shall give myself points. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Strange and Bizarre? I'm titling this story, You're Doing It Wrong. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, boy. Very judgmental, aren't you? (laughs) Who are you to tell me I'm doing it wrong? A man accused of drinking and driving made an interesting move when police pulled him over early on Monday morning. He sprayed body spray. Axe body spray. Axe. So he was a teenage boy with In zits. his mouth. Oh. According to Rock Hill Police, the officers saw 45-year-old Patrick David Butler jerk his vehicle to avoid hitting a curb along the 500 block of Heckle Boulevard. And officers said they followed the vehicle and saw the driver continue to swerve across the center line multiple times. So he's bobbing and weaving, bobbing and weaving. And when they pulled over the vehicle, officers say they saw Butler actively spraying Axe body spray into his mouth. That's disgusting. According to the police report, officers asked Butler about the spray and he said he was spraying himself head to toe. Butler told so he was Pakistani as well. <laughs> Butler told officers he just returned from Colombia, where he had two bears and a shot of Jack Daniels while watching some football. Two bears. Yeah. Oh, beers. <laughs> I was... thought he was sat there with a brown bear and a grizzly bear having a nice libation. He said yeah. two beers. Yes. Yes, and then he was charged with. Driving under the influence. Would you not think that those kind of things have some sort of alcohol in them or something that's actually going to prove to be positive? I, my guess is he was trying to beat the breathalyzer. I get that. I understand yeah. that. Uh-huh. That's not the best thing to try, is it, I'm suggesting? No. Either that or he's been watching way too many Axe commercials where he, you know yeah. all the women just come flocking. What about if it was some sort of deodorant stick? Would that be an improvement, do you think? Uh, yuck. Mints. That's the way to go. Murray mints. Just chew, <laughs> chew on Murray the deodorant mint. stick. Yeah, it's like That'll chewing gum. Yeah, Just yeah. start chewing on it. Chewing <laughs> on a de- That's right. On a deodorant stick, and then we'll see where we go. You first. <laughs> I'm yeah. not planning on having a drink with two bears. Not it. It's going to be a sad day if I get drunk with two bears. Mm. We could go off into the woods, play all kinds of games. See if they defecate. That would be the first thing I'd check. They Take do. that off my bucket list. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre? If the thought of a tattoo gun makes you squirm, Nokia's latest invention is sure to make your skin crawl. Literally. Great. Mm-hmm. The Finnish phone maker recently filed a U.S. patent application for a ferromagnetic material that would allow people to communicate with electronic devices through their skin. Essentially putting even the coolest of ringtones to shame. So I could scratch my bottom and turn the kettle on. 
I could make myself a cup of tea while I'm scratching my bum. No, while you're scratching your bum, you can call your mum. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you get it now? I see where we're going. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if I touch myself inappropriately and adjust myself, as gentlemen do, I could be talking to my bank manager. Or your yep. mum. I need to be ca- talking. What's wrong with you talking to my mother? What's? <laughs> She's snoring in the room next door. I don't want to wake her up. Can you imagine? I'm sat here adjusting myself, as men do. I'm not going to go into details, but mm-hmm. we need adjusting. They regulate the temperature in a man's body. They move around. They have a life of their own. You could be, you know, checking your loose change in your pocket. Your mother's next door. So here's my mother snoring. There she is. She's had a pot and lemon before she's gone to bed. Middle of the night, meditating, of course. I've scratched the old twig and berries, and suddenly she's woken up. I've called her in the middle of the night. Sorry, Mum, didn't mean to wake you up. Time difference, you see, between America and Britain. Oh. Easily done. Sorry, Ma, didn't mean to wake you up. I was just scratching the twig and berries. Mm-hmm. Go back to bed. All is good in the world. Mm-hmm. That would shock her, I think. Mm-hmm. So you're going to make a phone call by scratching parts of your body. I could be whispering sweet nothings into your ear. I could be nibbling. Your lobe. Uh-huh. Flicking the gristle in your ear with uh-huh. my tongue. And uh-huh. I've called your dad by accident. Excellent. We don't want that. What's <laughs> the world coming to? I want to be able to scratch my body parts without making contact with my relatives across the ocean. Well, then put it in a place where yeah. you wouldn't be scratching. Okay. While the device can be stamped, sprayed, attached with adhesive tape, applied with a decal, or even drawn onto the body, Nokia pays the greatest amount of attention in their filing to an injectable ferromagnetic ink that could be used to create vibrating tattoos. Vibrating tattoos. Oh, well, now I know where I want one. Oh. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) The application suggests that different vibration levels could be used to alert users of incoming phone calls, text messages, and emails. That could put you off, couldn't it? You're about to practice the physical arts. You've taken a young lady out to dinner. Candlelight. Roses. Romantic. You bring her back to your house. You've put on your Barry Manilow LPs. (laughs) You're starting to practice the physical arts. And due to nature taking its course, your mother comes through. Hello, Adrian. It's your mother. You're looking after yourself. I don't be terrible. That put me right off. What would you say to the young lady? Hang on a second. I've got to take this. It's a shocking state of affairs. The tattoo could also be linked to electronic devices such as tablets, laptops, music players, and tablets and game consoles. Wow. Yeah. Tattoos that you can vibrate through games consoles. I've played games consoles and they vibrate, don't they? Yes. You could have that in tattoos on your body. Mm-hmm. Wow. There are more questions than answers. We move seamlessly and effortlessly into the last round that we call Not For Your Mother. That means you have now found our archives. Thank you for coming to find us and remember to spread the word. This is the round called Not For Your Mother. It's the round that we can't read out. Live on air, if your mother's in the room and she's not snoring, but she's of a nervous disposition, you need to remove her. If there are young minors in the room and it's daylight hours and they're running around, pull the (laughs) curtains and watch them just sit there (laughs) in an unconscious state. Miss Morris, what have you got for me first in the round of Not For Your Mother? I'm calling this, you're doing it wrong, part I didn't realise you were fluent in French. Comment salut vous, ça va? Oui. Merci, Bucket. 
a man had chopsticks removed from his penis after oh, trying. No! <laughs> That's the last time I'm going to that Chinese restaurant. After Stupid trying, girls. After <laughs> trying to fix a medical problem himself. What? Fix what kind of medical problem requires you wedging a chopstick up your aisle? <laughs> Chen as he is known, Cha-chen. had to have the seven-inch eating tool surgically removed from his manhood because he was too coy to seek medical advice. So he opted to use the stainless steel sticks after finding blood in his urine and ended up getting them stuck in his urethra. Them? Oh, them? stuck in his urethra, Franklin. That's oh. right. Imagine wedging that up there. You can't go through airport security, can you? No. That's going straight off. Beep, 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 beep. You'd uh, be strip searched right there and then. According to Asia Wire, medical staff were able to remove the chopsticks. He's I lucky don't know he wasn't. He used them I was going to say he's lucky he wasn't American. <laughs> it had to have been a fork or a spoon. However, doctors have said the man could have died if he had inserted them any further. Christ, how Mr. much farther is there? I don't know, but it's seven inches up in. God. All up in it. All up in it. Yeah. Right down. All up in there. He's using them wrong. I would say so. He's not going to be picking up many (laughs) prong balls with that, is he? Sweet and sour. That's terrible. Wow. We're on the same theme here, me and you. We've been looking at the same websites, I suspect. A rare penile strangulation emergency. By the way, hospital signs you wish existed. Rare penile strangulation emergencies. Please use rear entrance. In which a man had put a wedding ring on his penis for erotic pleasure has been described in the latest issue of the SA Medical Journal. The 28th. Whose wedding ring? Michelle's not got one. She may have lost it, actually. (laughs) Did you remember losing that recently in some sort of strange escapade? The 28-year-old man who was in severe pain was admitted to a hospital in Limpopo, accompanied by his mother. What? It's going to be quite at the dinner table that evening, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, God. Limpopo. His penis was severely swollen and blue and constricted with a ring at the middle section. Oh, God. Imagine a link of sausages. The patient reported that he had applied the ring four hours previously for erotic reasons on the recommendation of his friends. Was one of them called Frodo by any chance? Oh. Hospital staff sedated the man and first tried to remove the ring by a string method. But the swelling was too excessive. An orthopedic oscillating saw was then used, but the ring was too wide and too strong. And there was limited space due to the swelling. Options are running out, Miss Morris. I was just going to say, he's doing it wrong as well. Is he really? What's the right way to do that then? It's supposed to go on the finger. Oh, there we go. (laughs) I'd like to see the wedding video. (laughs) Do you have the ring? (gasps) That's where I put that. (gasps) That's why he's called the best man. (laughs) They then attempted the aspiration method, making punctures in his penis (gasps) to release the store blood they've got a gusher multiple puncture aspirations were applied with a 20 milliliter syringe with a pink needle does it act like a sprinkler then the odemic subsided and the ring was successfully removed yep sprinkler on your lawn the man was treated with antibiotics and analgesia and was discharged after three days three days you don't stay in that long for childbirth shocking he has apparently made 
a full recovery, but his dad says he doesn't want his ring back. Oh. I'd be disappointed. I'm not here to brag. I'm not here to, you know, massage my ego. But let's face facts. And every man listening to this show would agree with me. If you could get it through a wedding ring, that's a sad state of affairs, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I'm not here to say... All I'm saying is I'd be looking at a bracelet. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) If you could pull it through a wedding ring... There's something wrong. You've got problems. Is oh. where you wouldn't want that on your wedding night, would you, is what I'm no. saying. That wouldn't be what you'd want to be presenting with. <laughs> That's a moment material. In the height of passion, you wouldn't want to see that. No. Looming out of the darkness. No. Looming. Wedding ring. That's not the biggest <laughs> finger, is it, either, to be honest. You no, see what I'm saying? that's what I was looking at. It's like... I mean, at least get it on your thumb. No. Uh Uh-uh. So there we are. Mm. There's lessons to be learned. If you want it looking like a link sausage, thin in the middle and fat either end. No. God. 88. Then this is where you need to be. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? After having his sexual advances rejected by a woman nearly 50 years his junior... A 78-year-old Texas man dropped trow and mooned the object of his desire, according to cops who arrested the septuagenarian for obscenity. This is what baboons do. Baboons show their bottoms. That's why they're bright red. He's acting like a simian. We've regressed. It's like Planet of the Apes. We're going to be running around in 10 years' time, shooting one another and driving around in school buses with gorillas. Mark my words, you see that don't happen. Huh? Absolutely. (laughs) I will tell you. I will tell you that I. Do you know they show films sometimes that are retrospective? Do you know in London, especially, you can go and see a film, especially if it was a classic. There's options for you to go and see films from the 70s, from the 80s. They will have a day where they play Back to the Future, for example. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. you can watch it on the big screen. Uh I went to see Planet of the Apes, Charlton Heston. Mm. Classic film, right? Okay. Full, packed cinema. I'm at the Lumiere in St. Martin's in the Field, in the middle of London, next to Trafalgar Square. Planet of the Apes, Saturday afternoon, nothing better to do. I'm thinking these films were designed for the medium of cinema. You're meant to watch them on the big screen. Mm -hmm. So I'm sat there. I've watched two hours of Planet of the Apes. Get your hands off of me, you dirty ape. All of that carry on, right? I'm sat there. At the very end, he's on the beach. You see, coming out of the sand, the Statue of Liberty at an angle, buried up to her waist in sand. And he says, what have you done? What have you done? The person behind me shouts out, what the bloody hell's going on? Didn't get any of it. Two hours gone by. (laughs) Didn't understand. <laughs> he, he was like, he shared, I don't get it. What's happening? <laughs> I just thought I'd share that with you. It's a sad state of affairs that the youth of today can't follow the plot to Planet of the Apes. It's beyond their grasp. Too cerebral. It's remarkable, isn't it? It's a measure of education system, I would tell you. Oh. What have you got for me there, Michelle? Keep going. He's mooned at this woman. <laughs> Police say that Robert Scott approached the 28-year-old woman Saturday afternoon outside a hotel in Kenner, Louisiana. Scott told the woman she looked like a model and asked her out. Looked like a model mm-hmm. in Louisiana. Oh. When the woman who was attending a seminar at the hotel did not jump at the retiree's offer for a date... 
Scott instead suggested he become a sugar daddy. Oh. Wow. And he had a wedding ring he was willing to use and everything. And she, everything. she had a chopstick. Oh. That's the perfect night in, isn't it? I tell you what, I'll get the wedding wing. You bring the chopstick. Wedding wing. Hi, wedding wing. Wedding wing. <laughs> Can I'm going to show you my wooden chopsticks. I bring wedding wings. You get splinter. <laughs> For you, everything's special. You've been here an hour. you gone now. And this is why we don't do this round live on air. <laughs> don't worry, we've only insulted two thirds of the world's population. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> From there, Scott's overtures took an even more sexual tone as reported by the Times. The offended woman responded by telling the elderly pickup artist to get out of her face. Scott did not handle the rejection well. Police allege that Scott unfastened his buckle and dropped his pants and underwear to the ground, exposing the victim to his not-so-supermoon. Oh. oh, there we are. Scott was subsequently arrested outside the hotel and booked into the county jail. County jail. <laughs> Total eclipse of the heart. On $5,000 bond. He was released from custody yesterday due to overcrowding at the lockup. It is unclear why Scott was in Kenner or if he attended the same seminar as the victim. Wow. There's a lesson there that two Wongs... Don't make a right. Oh. Heather, what have you got for me in the last story tonight of the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, I have to tell you, when I feel like I'm getting a scratchy throat after a long weekend of drinking or lack of sleep or doing a radio show, it's not <laughs> uncommon for me to down smoothies for the next couple days, hoping that the increased vitamins and nutrients help fend off any bad stuff in my body. So this is basically a booster. This mm. is where you would go. I'm getting mm. scared. Yeah, I'm slightly worried what she wants from me now in terms of uh, ingredients. But a woman by the name of Tracy Kiss takes things Tracy to Kiss. an entirely mm -hmm. unique level when she does something similar because Tracy told that she sucks down semen smoothies oh! to help her get healthy. Oh, damn it! <laughs> oh. Jeez. I knew it! I was only meant to take a sip, but the whole lot went down. Oh, no, Michelle's bringing up her lunch. Your gag reflex is hardly there. Oh, no, she's gone green. Every colour you've gone during this show has been remarkable. Every, we every, didn't bring any to try if that helps. No, she's, she's gone through every colour of the rectum. <laughs> the personal trader, who is a mum of Millicent, nine and four-year-old, Gabrielle has previously abdicated using sperm as a facial ointment, just in case you need something for Christmas, Michelle. Oh, her, Your skin is looking dry. I just thought I'd share that. On her bizarre beverage concoction, she said, I'd been feeling run down and had no energy. It's like a rum charter, maybe. But now I'm full of beans. Of course you are. That's not all she's no, oh. she's definitely full of beans. And my mood has improved. Do you want to? Do you want? Do you want to feel full of beans, Michelle? Would you like to have <laughs> no. your mood enhanced? No, I feel, I feel good. I feel fine. I feel good. <laughs> I knew that I would. It can taste really good, depending on what my friend has been eating. <coughs> oh, I don't remember eating anchovies. <laughs> oh, 
too much pineapple. <laughs> My other mates think I'm strange. No, who knew? But Do I you don't... drink your own or each other's? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you want it cold? I mean, is it chilled or is it warm? Is it room temperature? Is it like red wine? Do you want it at room temperature or do you want it chilled like a white wine? Where are we going with this? They think I'm strange, but I don't give a toss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, who is a vegan, a vegan, roped her thirty-one-year-old no her single pal into giving her his semen. He comes round with a fresh comes tub. Around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, breakfast is ready. There we he, go. Now he, Do you want come, over easy? he comes around with a fresh tub. Tub. A tub? Three, well, like t- three times a week. Oh. <laughs> I'm saving myself for the right woman, Michelle. So I've got two milk bottles in the fridge full up for you. Took me a week. Oh, two percent. I know he's healthy. Oh. He doesn't smoke, drink, or do drugs. Well, what fun is he? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he can fill up a tub, Michelle. To be fair, I mean, so there are some benefits. Just so you know, she likes to mix the semen with fruit and seeds and coconut. Or oh. <laughs> hey, I've got a mango for But she's also help. <laughs> she's also strawberries and cream. But she's also happy to drink it down on its own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting cold. Oh. oh no! It's a bit like eating a raw Easter, isn't it? Oh. It's like licking phlegm off of a tortoise. Oh. <laughs> Look at Michelle; she's gone green. Look, she's gone green. Seaman. It's like a ninja turtle over there. Look, it's Michelangelo. Just so you know, semen does contain a lot of zinc compared to other bodily fluids. Well, you've got to tell him something. <laughs> but it is not in comparison to a vitamin tablet or food. So you should probably go that direction unless you're enjoying this other one. But just so you know. <laughs> Michelle looks like she's run a marathon and she's sweating. Just so you know. Every batch tastes different. Of course it does. Depending on what he's eating. Mm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Pepperoni. W- would you like some milk, Michelle? Uh, hang on. The bass notes are coming through. No, no, no oh. please. Please don't. Tuna. <laughs> no, 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 no. There we go. Trust me, by next week, Michelle's skin will look a whole lot <laughs> better. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the vibrating tattoos with my mother coming through is myself, who never got off of six points. But in resplendent first place, reading the $33,000 IR camera and being armed with all kinds of dangerous fish, is Miss Morris, who scored a marvellous 14 points. Yay! 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 You're all enabling the woman. Do not fear, listener. She will lose next week when we are back with a whole new bunch of stories at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can follow my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee 
underscore tips. And remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called Not For Your Mother that you can access in our archives if you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Jeton Drainer, Michelle Corrie, Nathan Bush and all at the International Paranormal Society at intparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. Thank you.